Hey, it's Greg. Thanks for checking out Toronto Today on Thursday, October 27th. What a pleasure that you decided to download some of our clips from the live show, which you can always hear 5.30 to 9 in the morning on 6.40 Toronto on the Radio Player Canada app or on 6.40toronto.com. Doug Ford hasn't had much to say about these Emergencies Act. It is a federal issue and a federal policing issue. Those things are true, but he doesn't want to do an interview, which could lead to testimony at the Emergencies Act inquiry. But he had a lot to say, which is fair. And I think this is the Doug Ford that people want and like. And a lot of Doug Ford fans voted for back on February 15th of this year after the Emergencies Act was already instituted. We'll let you hear that in this segment on Toronto Today. Doug Ford was at the Queen's Park Legislature yesterday, still defending not going to Ottawa. Um, it's important to point out people Tuesday said about I was rather Wednesday said about Tuesday, where's Doug Ford? Where's the former solicitor general, the current health minister, Sylvia Jones? Where are they? Well, Sylvia Jones is uh, at home uh, with COVID and Doug Ford is in the legislature and, and was defending himself. He made the point that this is a federal investigation. You heard Paul Calandra, uh, the government house leader, say this a lot. On Tuesday, whether you heard it, you know, in the afternoon with uh, with John Oakley's show, whether you heard it with us playing it yesterday morning, that was happening a fair bit. They are clearly making the case that this has less to do with us than it does the federal government. Well, they're right. Of course, they're right about that. It's one thing to support the Emergencies Act, but this is a federal piece of legislation. This is a modern day war measures act. I'm not old enough to remember the FLQ crisis, but. Saw enough documentaries about it. History teachers taught us to it in school. Um, so I know it. And that's not what Ottawa was in February. So the opposition was bound to go after Doug Ford rather hard. A couple minutes from now, we're going to play you audio from Doug Ford at a news conference in Hamilton on February 15th. And I think he lays out a fantastic case for how he feels that moment in real time about the Emergencies Act and the necessity for it, and the emotion surrounding it. Let's not kid ourselves about some of the emotion about it. He said it the day after that it was enacted by the federal government, and they had that Monday debate that we talked about yesterday with the NDP begrudgingly going along, some liberal backbenchers going along. They didn't want to trigger an election, and let's not forget. I haven't, I've heard that a little bit. I think it's worth mentioning, not calling anybody out for not mentioning it, but it was put on the, the House of Commons vote as a confidence vote and liberals felt the need to go along with it. They gritted their teeth. They shrugged their shoulders. They might have been, you know, a level of indifferent to thinking this is a bad idea, period. This is an overreach. We can do this without utilizing the Emergencies Act. All those things factor in. But Ford is right about the federal aspects of this. Um, yesterday, John Fraser, outside of Queen's Park, documented, uh, who right now is, of course, the uh, sitting interim liberal leader for the provincial liberals, made this point about leaders leading, and he called out the premier. That's why Mike Harris did it. That's why Dalton McGinty did it. That's why Kathleen Wynne did it, because it was their job. And the reason it's their job is people need to have trust in their leaders and not showing up and not giving your reasons or explanations or being accountable for your decisions or the decisions that you didn't make is not what we expect from leaders or any member of this legislature. Mike Harris, former premier of the province, and it reminded me of that, had two very important controversial testimonies about controversial things. Controversy is going to crop up when you're the premier. That's inevitable. But he testified 
uh, at at now this is way after he wasn't premier anymore, but he testified for what happened at Ipperwash Provincial Park with the shooting of Dead, Dudley George. 10 years earlier. He testified in February of 2006. That was in 1996. He testified at the Walkerton inquiry. You can't control the questions when you're a witness at an inquiry. Um, So he was put on the spot a fair bit. So Fraser's right. Conservative premiers have done that before. Dalton McGinty testified about the hydro sale. There's more than enough occasions when a premier has stepped forward. And you might make the case, well, Ford with parliamentary privilege has a point here. But that's not the main point. And why is that? Probably because of the audio I'm going to play you in just a little bit. First, here's uh, Merritt Stiles, who is seeking the NDP leadership, calling again out the concept of parliamentary privilege enacted by the premier. Parliamentary privilege? Parliamentary privilege? That's baloney and everybody in this room knows it. Okay, there was more. Um, She didn't just stand up and say that, but you get the, uh, the money quote is the baloney quote. And that's where that stands. So there are many people calling out the premier of the province. There are many people saying leaders lead, step up and do it. Recognize when it's your time, truck up to Ottawa. And again, you don't have to be as forthcoming as you actually feel. One of the things that some people like and find relatable about Doug Ford is he sometimes goes off script. And that was sort of the the premier dad thing that was factoring in in the first several months of the pandemic was about that. You can remember how eminently unpopular about a lot of issues Doug Ford was before the pandemic. And then he seemed to have all of our backs. He seemed to be pleading at times, and you'll hear some of this coming up now, pleading at times with Ontarians to do the right thing. Some of that looked misguided now. Was some of that the right advice? Hey, that's for another day or or another year or another decade. We want to focus in on the Emergencies Act. But him answering no questions in Ottawa right now, clearly he couldn't influence the Emergencies Act. He couldn't enact it himself. This is federal legislation. I don't doubt also the federal liberals and the Ontario liberals, too, would be hoping that he owns part of this. But at the same time, did many Ontarians feel this way about it? It's finally time to go in there. No matter what you thought when they initially showed up, no matter what you thought when they're additionally uh, originally were, were mandates. No matter what you thought, I think we'd all agreed that four weeks was enough and that by mid-February, it was time to clear out of occupying one of our major cities because we were getting dinged economically as a result. This is Doug Ford from February 15th of this year, and I'll play you three different clips, dug out this audio. I think it tells people the frame of mind he was in. That's enough for me to know where he was at. Unless, again, something else is is in the mix here that we don't know about. This is Doug Ford in Hamilton on February 15th. I'm I'm just as frustrated as anyone else. We want to get through this. I want to get these mandates moving. And we made some great announcements yesterday. In two days, we're going to be going to 100% in restaurants. On March the 1st, we're just going to open things up. And thank God, uh, you know, and I'm I'm no secret that, you know, with with these uh, passports, Vax passports, I, I wasn't sold on them, but went along and we did what we had to do because the the doctor said we need to do this. Yeah. And remember, uh, as well, it's weird to see hear him talk about going full capacity with restaurants. How how we long for the 25 percent capacity in restaurants days uh, with vaccine mandates. He also made this point about the economy. Ford has wanted to get the economy going. We're going to go into this zone during the pandemic and we'll restart the economy like never before. Well, again, Whether that's been accurate or not is up to you to decide. But here's what he said on February 15th 
and again, he's going off script, and this is what makes people relate to the premier. Given the police the tools that they need to, to move the occupiers on, it's easy for us to sit here in Toronto and, and Hamilton and around the GTA. Imagine being held hostage, a million people. They, they can't go downtown. They can't even go to the mall downtown to go shopping. It's crazy. And I, again, I'm the first to say the, we have the right to protest and we have, the, I believe, in freedoms and liberties in this country. And I'd never, ever want to squash that. But when you're holding up the economy and you're costing $700 million, and that's just short term, long term, some companies just say, that's it. We're out of here. We're gone. You never get them back. He's got a point, and it's one thing we haven't talked about, about the economy. And we haven't talked about who was so ticked off trying to get goods across the border. Who was so ticked off living in Ottawa or having a business in Ottawa that they're not coming back. And again, I think he made himself the story when he didn't need to. Go to Ottawa. Say things. Say whatever you want. But this creates suspicion. He's probably just concealing, ah, faux pas here or there. I got aggressive and I put a couple exclamation marks on an email I sent to the prime minister. People would understand that. It was such a time of heightened tension. 